Episode 89, The Proposal Show. In today's show, I share my process for writing proposals and estimates and the tools I use to get the job done. And you are listening to episode number 89 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy, a one-man band, a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in this episode number 89, how do I write proposals? How do I organize the proposal template? What questions do I ask and what tools do I use? I'm going to break down my entire process for creating a freelance project proposal or estimate and the tools that I use. I'm going to start by defining some key terms and then discussing some of the first steps to building a proposal, including key questions to ask. Then I'm going to break down exactly how I organize my proposal and the tools that I use to make my process efficient and productive. I'm going to sprinkle in tips and some gotchas to watch out for along the way that seem to happen to all freelancers at one point or another. And you know what they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So I do have a pricing show in the future and a contract show. So today is not going to be about the pricing or the legalese terms of a job, but more about how to approach and prepare a proposal for a new job or a project that you want to work on. And a quick disclaimer, I do not consider myself an expert in this topic as I am just getting started building my business and taking on new jobs and projects, but I wanted to share my experiences and the steps that I am taking to write proposals and estimates for client-based jobs at this stage of my journey. So let's get into episode 89, The Proposal Show. First, I'm going to start with some loose definitions of some of the most common terms when it comes to freelancing and working on client projects, just to keep everybody on the same page. First, estimates. This is a ballpark figure of what it's going to cost the client for you to do the job. You try to get the final number number very close, but you probably do not know every detail at this point, so you give a best guess and make it clear that changes will be made if required. Quotes. This is the bottom line price that you're going to do the job for. If a client accepts your quote, then that is the final price for the job. Bids are not something that I will likely ever get into, but this is basically throwing your services and price to do a project or job into a hat, competing with several other businesses or freelancers, all trying to get the same job. Bids are very common in construction and trade jobs, etc. And proposals, which is what today is all about, is the complete package in a detailed document explaining the details of the project, what solutions you can offer, and why you are the best for the job in the quotes and estimates and timelines for what it will take you to get the job done. Proposals, in short, what does a client need, how are you going to get the job done, and for how much, and what makes you the best person for the job. Okay, good on semantics? Now, today, the freelancer proposal. Ask any freelancer, and I think most will agree that proposals are one of the least favorite parts of working on your own, but also one of the most important for running a healthy and profitable business. Writing a proposal or estimate, it's an art form, and just like everything in life, it takes time and experience to master it. It is really intimidating at first, which is why I'm doing this podcast. There is a lot of trial and error and live and learn lessons when taking on freelance jobs. Unfortunately, it seems like most freelancers, especially creatives, learn the hard way. I think the name of the game is to be thorough and upfront about everything. Before the project begins, ask the right questions, which is a great segue to jump into my process for writing a proposal for Mike Murphy, LLC. It all starts with the questions and the discovery process. So here's my proposal process. 
And I always like to give credit when credit is due. So Gary Vaynerchuk, or Gary V as he's known, gave some great advice a few years ago on three questions to ask new clients in order to prepare a great proposal. And they just made sense to me. So I kind of kept them and modified them into my own version. And here's the gist what I try to get new clients to tell me in order to see if I can help them. How are you judging or grading me? Meaning, what do I need to do in your eyes to meet your expectations and consider my role a success? This helps me know if I'm the right guy for the job and tells them that I care about their project and understand what my role is. Following up with a question that I always ask, what results are you looking for from this project? You can never assume that you know what people really want or why they want you to do the project, even if it seems kind of obvious. And the last question is tricky. You have to be a little delicate with this one and you may have to go at it from a few different angles, but ask, what is their struggles? What are obstacles are they facing in their business? This is gonna help you create better solutions if you can really pull out the real underlying issues. Are sales down? Are they maybe not getting traffic to their website? Any number of things. Creating a good proposal, I think, requires asking questions, listening for the obvious and the not-so-obvious cues, and then offering a solution or a course of action that you can deliver on because you are the best person for the job, and this is what hiring me is going to cost you, okay? So I have prepared four proposals in the past two weeks, and here is the steps that I took in the process. This is the Mike Murphy LLC proposal process, officially. Phase one is the discovery process, or the Q&A. Step one, I get all the contact information I can either through a Google intake form that I have created or via email. And I create a master folder on a Google Drive with that client's name. I dump all the notes and anything related to the project in this one folder. Step two, I set up a 30 to 60 minute phone call or Skype call or an in-person meeting and make it all about making a connection, identifying the what and the whys of the project and listening to their explanation of the project and asking as many questions as possible until I get a good sense of whether I can handle the job and if it's a good fit for me and my business moving forward. And I don't want to make this conversation about price at all, but at the end of the conversation, I do ask, what is your budget for this project? And in full disclosure, that is a question that does not always get answered. So if they're really resistant to it, just move on. I use a tool called Calendly to schedule client meetings. It syncs with my master calendar, which is in Google Cal. And a hint, don't be like me. Take really, really detailed notes while talking and be very clear about the next step or course of action. I do that. I will follow up in four days or I will have a proposal ready for you in one week. Okay, here's a little tip and a red flag warning. Proposals take a lot of time to write and put together. So take everything into account. Use your gut when someone tells you to send them over a proposal. Don't take that lightly. Is this a job that you want? And do they sound serious on the other end? Ask questions, dig a little before agreeing to write a proposal. And red flag time. If the prospective client is only focused on getting a price from you and does not have the time or the patience to give you the information that you need in order to understand the project and build an accurate proposal, well then you need to keep trying or simply say thank you, but you are not the right person for the job. It's scary and hard to give up the money, especially when times are tight, but it is likely not a good fit. Phase two, writing the proposal. The tool I use for writing the proposals is Google Docs. There are many better tools out there that are automated. I've tried many of them, but they can be expensive, and Google Docs can handle what most freelancers need. You don't need fancy, you just need to be detailed and thorough. I can easily share and access Google Docs from anywhere. I have a letterhead template with my logo on top and contact information, and the more I can keep in my Google Suite, the better. Easy. A little design tip. 
Nice presentation and simplicity of a proposal is very important. Try to keep everything easy to scan and glance over and break each of the major sections up so it is very clear to read. At the top of the proposal, I had the client name and the information, the project name, and then I have prepared by Mike Murphy and the date. If there's a completion date that that has to be done by, I'll put that up there too. Prepare your proposals as a template so you can use them over and over again. The next segment after this top part is a description and project scope. Very important. Define the project, summarize everything from the discovery meeting and really demonstrate that you listened and understand what the project is all about. Spell this out clearly. This is what the project entails. These are the goals of the project upon completion. These are the steps or tasks that I will perform to complete the project and try to answer any questions that might seem important to the client. Be as thorough and concise as possible. After the summary and scope, I established my authority by getting very detailed and specific with the steps and explaining what everything meant and why I think that would be the best option for them. Define the terms as if you are teaching a beginner, not in a condescending way, but in layman's terms, so everyone is on the same page and it really gives you an authority boost. I listed the social media sites that would be best for them, provided examples of what types of content would help them achieve their goals, and genuinely tried to basically make a blueprint that was easy to follow and clearly showed that I had their best interests in mind. I tried to make the proposal so informative and helpful that even if I did not get the job, they would be able to use this proposal as a content creation cheat sheet. That is the mindset I took. I over-delivered and it's a chance I wanted to take. Hint, flushing it all out not only helps them, but it's also going to help you figure out the next part, which is the estimate or the money part of things, because you will have a much better idea of just how long this project is going to take you. $2,500 might sound like a great gig. But if you break it all down and realize it's going to take you 60 hours to get everything done, well, it's suddenly not so much. So next, phase three, the estimate segment. I put all of the money line items on the very last page. I know a lot of people jump to the very end and look for the price. And even though I know money is a big priority, I was confident that the more value I could deliver in the proposal, explaining how to help them achieve their goals, takes away the importance of that, yet it keeps it simple and easy to find. For the estimate, I broke everything down by major tasks, such as website design. Then I put all the subtasks underneath, just as I plan on tackling the job. I think this helps you and gives the client a really good understanding of just how much work is really involved. And also gives a good comfort level that you pay attention to detail and are the best person for the job, which they hopefully already know by now. At the bottom of all the line items, add all the totals up and that is your fee to complete the job. I then put the timeline or my best guess underneath as to how long I expect the job to take just to keep things in perspective. It's a guess, but by breaking apart every step in the estimate, it really helps you to see what needs to be done and actually makes everything quite a bit easier to digest. A huge project at the beginning now just seems like a big to-do list that is much more manageable. So I think this is a good time to wrap up and do a recap here. I hope this behind the scenes view of my process has helped you. My proposal process is simple but now it is repeatable and I will continue to fine tune it. The proposal starts when the emails start going back and forth or a phone call. It's then that I capture contact information and notes. I put everything into Google contacts and try to do as much detail as possible. Next, I schedule a 30 to 60 minute meeting on the phone, Skype, or in person by sending a calendar link using the free tool Calendly, which is awesome. This gets added to my Google calendar so the syncing is all done for me. The meeting is all about listening and answering questions. I do my best to get a budget number, but 
I usually don't have much luck with that. At the end of the meeting, if it feels like a good job and a fit that I want to work on, I give a very specific next step, such as I will send your proposal outlining the project next week with an estimate within a week or whatever the next step should be. I then go write the big proposal, which takes some time, but this is essentially a recap of the meeting or the phone call, and then it ends with an estimate of services. And I think one of the keys to the estimate portion of it is to put everything down, list all of the steps into major categories. So if there is any price negotiation going on, rather than you saying, okay, I'll do the whole project for less money, you can say, well, let's remove some of the steps and that will lower your total fee. And then they have to make that decision on their own. So I do have a future show on pricing strategies, but in all honesty, I'm still testing out several things myself. So I want to be confident before I share with you. And then the other follow-up show is going to be about how to write the actual invoice in the contract, which I will use FreshBooks to do that. This is where you spell out the details and the timelines and put the legalese so you can get paid, but you can also cover yourself if anything goes wrong. Today was not about the exact template that I came up with for proposals, but more about the mindset and the approach to taking on new clients and jobs. My mindset is to be genuine in that I want to help them achieve their goals. And I also want to wow them by providing thoughtful and thorough solutions that go beyond the surface and really demonstrate that I do care and that I love what I do. So essentially, I want my proposal to stand out from any others in the stack. And that is going to do it today. I thank you for joining me today. I really hope you join my one-man band. If you haven't already done so, head on over to mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter and sign up for the newsletter. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a future episode. I hope you join my one-man band and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. Cheers.